Hey guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where you discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, it's all flashbacks, sword fights, and rock and roll, because there can only be one. Because we're talking about Highlander, the director's cut. So let's just start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Thanks for joining us this week in your car, in your bed, on the toilet, wherever you're at. We really appreciate it. Uh, Just do us a favor. Head over to iTunes. Leave us a review. And I will give you a shout out at the end of the episode. I believe we have one for tonight, which we'll uh, do at the end of the episode. Like you just said. Yeah. You know what? I'll repeat. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know what? If your friends are into films, tell them about us. Even if they're not into films, tell them about us. Just tell them. Mm. Walk up to them. Call them a review. Listen to it, download it, get it. <laughs> Tonight we're talking about Highlander. It was uh, directed by Russell. I'm going to screw up his last name here. Mulcahy. M- thank you. There you go. Dang. Came out in 1986, had a budget of $19 million, only made about $13 million in the box office. It was filmed in the U.S. and in the U.K. Has a rating of R and currently sits at a 70% on Rotten Tomato Meters. If you don't know what this movie is about, it's about an immortal Scotsman who uh, must confront the last of his immortal opponents, a murderous, brutal barbarian who lusts for the fable prize. What is the prize? Is it like a Happy Meal toy? We don't know. He would have been so disappointed if he actually got that prize. Right? Knowing his personality, he would have been like pissed. No, I don't think he would have. I think he would have. We'll talk about it later. Okay, we'll get to that. <laughs> this is Mike's pick. Mike, why did you pick Highlander? I picked Highlander uh, because it was on another podcast. <laughs> 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 probably did it. It was gonna did it a lot better justice than we're probably gonna do. But but I really wanted to tackle it. Um, uh, I remembered it as a child. I fucking loved the series when I was a kid, and um, I thought it was about time we did all those serious cult films. So. Time, time to break the mold with February, uh, February's the month of with fuck a, it with a big budget like semi canon like film. Fuck it February. Fuck it February. Fuck that, it February. It's a new thing. <laughs> exactly what it is. Who T-shirts. Ha- who has not seen this film before? I. What? Oh, same time. He's cousins. <laughs> I had not seen this movie before. I had not seen this movie before either, which I feel mildly embarrassed Me about. Me too. Um. But I was explaining this to Mike. Um, the reason why I hadn't seen it before was um, I caught a few episodes here and there of the TV show, and I thought it was uh, boring, and I wasn't into it at all. This is when I was younger, and so I just avoided the film because I thought it'd be of the same caliber. I'll tell you why mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it because the cover of it made, for some reason, always made me think of what Kroll um, actually was. Oh, really? <laughs> like, I, I, I've always been disappointed by the cover out of this of this film. Actually, yeah, that's, like, what I don't I'm think that's got, exactly what I'm saying. It didn't get the proper canon cover art. It just has like the original cover art, I believe, for like the poster art was just Christopher Lambert staring, yeah. which is you know about it's ninety minutes. Much all this film. <laughs> ninety minutes of this movie, yeah. Even the al- alternative Mortal Kombat poster is just Lambert staring from Highlander. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Lambert stare. I like that. How did he become the most famous one out of this movie? Is what I've, I've just been uh, baffling with. He was like a big star in France uh, before he did this film. Like they, they, this was like a big deal that they kind of got him. I think. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Like I think he was he was pretty well known. He was like uh. a Gerard Depardieu. Oh, <laughs> like oh, the just, ju- just a Depardieu here in America, but yeah. over there, I mean, it's Depardieu. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big deal. It's a bit. It's a big deal. And for canon, I'm sure they were. Even more jazzed was, about it. Was uh, Sean Connery not a big star at this yeah, time? Yeah, he was a big he star. Was a pretty big star. He, he he'd already huge. been He's, James Bond. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so was, what, so so was w- Christopher Lambert the biggest star? No, no, no. not at all. So, so here's the question, though. He had already been Bond. Was, was this during? Was this during like his lull period? Yeah, eighty six. 
Huh? It came out in 86, so yeah. Yeah. Has Sean Connery ever had a lull period? True. He's telling the truth. Zardoz. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was in Sean Connery's drug days, I'm sure. Zard- no, was... I don't think he wanted to do that film. I don't think he wanted to do Zardoz. I mean, I, I think after Zardoz got... He doesn't like talking about it, as far as I know. Mm. No. But maybe we'll get to that one day. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I'm excited. Maybe one day we'll get to that. I'm excited um, for the possibilities. I think, yeah, I think them getting Sean Connery was like a huge, obviously a huge deal. Like, um, I think so. What everybody about, else in this film is. It, I mean, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown's a big deal. I think he's a big deal now. But he's a, he's, he's, he's he more of a then. he's more of a big deal character actor, yeah. and he and he always has been. Yeah, agreed. I saw this movie when I was was a child myself, and uh, I actually liked it more than the television series because I like you. I thought the television series was 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 boring, but this movie as a kid, dude, so much better. Yeah, yeah I will say before we even go further in reviews. I wish I had seen this movie as a child. Right? With, mm-hmm. like, spark swords and yeah. decapitations. Yeah. And moonlit sex scenes. It's just, it's everything <laughs> that you want as a 12-year-old. Yeah, silhouette sex scenes. Silhouette yeah. everything in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> silhouette Reeboks. <laughs> silhouette flashbacks. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so many flashbacks. You're, silhouette you're... khaki uh, trench coat. Oh, God. I wish I did see this movie as a child, too. Because I, I I think maybe there is a part of me that remembers the TV show and not being that interested. Yeah. Which kept me away. Like, I think it was on, like, USC or TNT or something like that. It was on one of those networks, yeah. It would have been on a network that you would have been like, oh, everything on that network sucks. I saw it on on whatever it was replayed on, normal, non-cable TV. Oh, yeah? You know what, what, actually... Six, Channel 6. The the interesting (laughs) thing about actually the TV series is I think it was a... uh, UPN 45? No, no, no. no, It wasn't American. (laughs) It wasn't American. And actually, when it came to America, they had to like take out a bunch of nudity and stuff like that. There were huh. sex scenes and all kinds of stuff in the first... I love TV from other countries. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're just no more... No filters. They're liberal with certain things that we aren't yeah. for some reason. Or libertine. <laughs> libertine. With that being said, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Highlander. We're leaving off on libertine? Libertine. All right. Starring Johnny Depp. Drink more Ovaltine. <laughs> Become Libertine. McLeod. I was born 2,437 years ago. In that time, I've had three wives. The last was Shikiko, a Japanese princess. Her father, Masamuni, a genius, made this for me. In 593 B.C., it is the only one of its kind. Like his daughter. When Shakiko died, I was shattered. I would save you that pain. Please, let Heather go. This movie opens up with a sweet-ass Spanish voiceover. But... <laughs> 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 By none other than Sean Connery with his fantastic Spanish accent. His drunk Spanish accent. That being said, he, technically he's uh, Egyptian, guys. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. He, yeah. So an Egyptian accent. He didn't know oh, what the man. fuck he was. He was, he was everything. Yeah, he did. He was Sean Connery. He still yeah. sounded just like Sean Connery. Pretty much. Yeah, he, he was one of the I, immortals. I wonder what he sounded like as a child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really curious when, to know he, when, when he developed yeah. that sound. <laughs> I wonder if he had to work at it. Like it didn't come natural. Yeah. I don't think so. He's Scottish. Yeah. Eh. Eh. Did he always <laughs> talk like an old man? <laughs> I think he always had that. I mean, he had I that. Mean, this is the same argument as when did Morgan Freeman start sounding like Morgan Freeman when he was like 18? Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> That'd be badass at 18 to sound like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Pussy sound as like, far as the eye can see. Yeah, to sound like God <laughs> at 18 would yeah. be pretty badass. <laughs> so it opens with that, and then we uh, we move we move on to uh, <laughs> some badass rock and roll from Queen. Yeah. Yeah, we oh, do. Yeah. 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 Yep. And then we're at the wrestling matches. Yeah, well, that was it. weird to me that this movie opened on a wrestling match, but then it kind of made sense because it like harkens back to him being a warrior. That's where he has, starts having... The first flashback mm-hmm. of 9,000 flashbacks. 
Mm. Yeah, I'm like, I'm almost like, why did you even go to that wrestling match? You look like you're having the least amount of fun out of everyone. I love, I love that scene because it just slow pans into this, the, 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 this huge crowd where everybody's cheering, and there's just a guy there with a light on his yeah. face, like not having yeah. fun, <laughs> mortician style light on his face, just staring yeah. hard and forward. Dude, that shot though is like, I feel like I hear like a helicopter noise. It would have to be because they didn't have drones at this no, time. No, no, no. I know right? how they did it. The guy oh. who invented the Steadicam did like a wire system oh. where the camera was actually flown on a wire around the stadium. I thought it was one of those tiny little like, like 80s heli. heli. Yeah. No. yeah, they brought a helicopter <laughs> into a stadium. You know, like yeah. the little ones, though. A lot the of people died. You see in swamps. <laughs> You know no, what I mean? You guys remember like back in the day, if you ever went to a sports event, they had like the, the blimps that flew around the Ooh, arena. Yeah, right. I thought it could have been one of those. One of those? Yeah. Not a bad, not a bad uh, big option. Ass, big ass telephoto They on probably it. considered doing that. And then, then the guy, I don't know. It's canon. You know? It's a pretty great shot. It is. It is a fantastic can talk, wait, shot. Can we talk about this canon thing? Is The canon didn't like, this wasn't like a canon canon film, right? They Did they just distribute it or something? Because, or is this when canon had like a shit ton of money? <laughs> Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out because this was funded not by Canon. From yeah, what I understand. No, not at I all. I think they were just they just so they just they it. just yeah. happened to yeah. pick up the rights to it. Okay, okay. well, good for them. <laughs> so, as I understand it, this film did not do well at the box office. No, it made like half its budget. Yeah, yeah which is and and oddly enough, the second one also they had a bigger budget. And made half their budget yeah, because as I as I had heard about it that this film did uh, very well on video yeah and that that they were like okay well this this constitutes another sequel and I think they it did I, fairly well overseas they didn't too. one like internationally I think it made decent money oh yes mm-hmm. you're right that's what happened yeah it does yeah it does not need it I mean the ending it, it's doesn't well, need a sequel yeah. It's about as final as you get. It's pretty <laughs> final. There can be only one, and, and there guess is what? only there one. was one <laughs> <laughs> that we knew yeah. of. Maybe there was another. I don't know. I haven't seen the second one. No, because everyone's dr- drawn to the final battle. Right. That's Which, immortal. Okay, good. Because I want to get back to the wrestling match. That's why I understood why he was, was at there. the wrestling match was because he knew that there was a guy there. I I took took it as he wasn't interested in the wrestling match because he was too interested in like you know. <clears throat> Hyping himself up for the next, yeah, sensing yeah. the next. So, so they can they can sense each other's presence. They yes. can indeed. He can yeah. sense a fucking deer's present when he was running on yeah, the yeah, beach. He can get it, like heartbeats and shit. He didn't yeah. really seem like he was hunting though. He didn't because he's just so fucking emo. Because his <laughs> wife died six billion fucking years ago. Hey, get over it. We'll get, yeah. we'll get to that. I don't know if that time we'll lines get to up. that. <laughs> six billion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like it, it, yeah, it opens up with that, and then yeah, it, you have the the. The sword fight in the car garage. I love that. Mm-hmm. Love that scene. Is awesome, but it sets precedents for every other fight. How many and presidents? <laughs> so many. Like Lincoln, Jackson. Precedents? Yeah, that too. <laughs> it Lincoln, does, though. Jackson. It's like every time there's a fight, it has to be there has to be some source of water. That's true. Like, um, is that so the energy why? can transfer? I don't know. It's just like, think there, about it. I don't think there was any water in the, uh, the alley. No, there wasn't. When there was wasn't? a lot of fire and explosions. No, yeah. th- doesn't the sprinkler system go off? No, what? In an alley? There's no <laughs> sprinkler system in an alley. No, no, yeah. he's, no, no they were talking about garage. you're talking about Clancy's fight. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm just Hergens. talking about he, he, okay, he's saying there's water in general, but I don't. I'm just saying I don't remember water in that scene. Oh, there's okay, probably yeah, there's yeah, probably I don't a puddle that either. There was a puddle Maybe. or two. I don't think they did. They did make it a point though to put them in water frequently. Yes. You know what? Because water, you know, water's hot. Water's life. That's sexy. Yeah, it's water's sexy. sexy. Everybody knows what. Uh, get wet. <laughs> Maybe that was in Christopher Lambert's contract. Like, must be in water fifty percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the the that the uh, that the initial fight going back to it just for the uh, the amount of uh, flips. The and fucking that, old guy does? Yeah. And, he, and he just keeps going. It holds. It holds as he's just flipping away for like a yeah, mile. There's one scene where he literally flips away from the fight yeah. and disappears. He does backflips. And, we and should, he does like 50 or 80. We should note to, to the rest of the, to the audience right now, we all only watch the director's cut. Yeah. And that is only in the director's cut. Yeah. The, really? The where flips. it keeps going. Yeah. Why? 
Why? Because I guess... <laughs> Why did the director feel like that helped drive his I would story? Ima- I, I'm going to guess this. This is what I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that they had a dude that could do that many flips, and they were just like, man, we can't just like let that just go on yeah, the cutting but it, room but floor. What's <laughs> weird about it is it makes no sense. He does flips and seemingly covers a distance of, let's say, Ooh, 50 yards. Quite a bit. And then the next scene, he's right on top of the guy uh, uh, on Christopher Lambert, like feet, <laughs> like several feet away from him. And Lambert wasn't doing flips along with him. Well, you know, <laughs> they what, were I, flipping together. I will say something. Flips, you can't be moving as fast with flips as you I could in like a full sprint. I feel like you can cover some ground with some black back know. flips. I don't think you, you can. Get good, you get good spring? I think so. I don't think you're winning any, any gymnast races out, against Any gymnast out anyone. there can, tell, Dare can let I us say know. it? How many backflips are we giving this guy? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Maybe we should. I think that, that I think was actually we the stunt coordinator, I believe, that played that character. Oh, that was oh, the really? stunt coordinator for the movie. Yeah. I believe I read that. When they're running on top of the cars, though, that was pretty badass, too. I was like, we're fucking up those nice cars. Shit. That, that's Shit, that, yeah. that, that ain't nothing. cool cars. All, all the, everything in that place got fucked up after he killed him. Oh, he, had have, he had to have his, ele- his, his, his electrifying orgasm after he, after he killed the guy. That threw head. me off. That, that, that's the quickening, that bro. Off. That's the quickening. Yeah, the quickening. quickening. The quickening. I, I, I feel like it's it an orgasm. Eventually, but <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw it, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Oh, and all the cars are exploding Yeah, no, when I saw him. that, I felt bad for Steve. So, so what ca- Steve? Steve is the insurance guy that was working that night by himself. Oh, I got all those calls. <laughs> My car blew up. Here's what caught me off guard. Why was everybody on Allstate in that garage? I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what caught me off guard about um, the film is I didn't expect it to start off in the 80s. Like, for some reason, I thought it mostly took place in, in, in the past somewhere. The cover. Um, and uh, and so I was like, cool, all right. Like the, this is this is modern day, nineteen eighty six. And then the way it would transit, it did transition back to you know when he was a Scotsman, and I thought that was actually done pretty well. I like, actually want to give a lot of credit to all of those the transitions. All the transitions yeah. were fantastic. Uh, not just transitions, but also all of the scenes of him in Scotland. Oh, totally. Like they yeah. were big, and they were and they were epic, epic and yeah, yeah like. Something almost like a pre-Braveheart kind of, yeah. quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like great cinematography. Uh, they captured the entire countryside. I like, do have a beautiful. complaint about that scene, though. I, I everything is great leading up to the point where Kurgan stabs him. Mm-hmm. It's Kurgan. That's Kurgan, yeah, right? That's yeah, the Kur- yeah the in Kurgan. the in the fucking skeletal armor with like, yeah, 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 like yeah. thing. It's awesome armor, by the way. That looked great. Um, but like. I thought that kill was so lame. I, he like ran up on him and just boom, done, stabbed. There was no I just, battle. I just like that the the thing I thought was like so so weird about that scene and I was joking about it, but it's like the whole time during that battle there's like you see people like throwing swords and going at it, but then there's like a, a collection of a lot of people who are just sitting there screaming, "McCloud, McCloud!" <laughs> yeah, and, like they're plan. not even fighting because like, they're what not. The fuck they're not. They're, they're not allowed to touch him because that's no, no, no. Kurgan. The yeah. people on right. his side were screaming that. Yeah, it was, yeah. I guess it was that's supposed to be their. Clan, right? It was their clan name. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's like their. McLeod. That's like their war cry. But it was just so. They yeah. just looked like a lot of people whose job was only to scream that while yeah. the other guys did the fighting. No, yeah. it's, it's funny that you bring that up because oddly enough, even with the intro which is not like it was not the original intro they wanted to do in nhl and nhl one yeah. instead of oh, wrestling okay. but if you if you like watch the movie and you relate it to wrestling it's very similar in storytelling of like what you brought up that's how kurgan gets his heat bro that's how mean? that's how kurgan that's the heat he's getting the heat he's get he's being the bad guy he's getting you to hate him yeah and you don't get to see them fight right away because you by the because by the end you re, you really want to see them fight because yeah. they, i don't know i just the whole time, a little bit more the whole been. the whole time kurgan's looking for him right and mm-hmm. he fucks everybody else up in his life right. and then you're just finally waiting for the good guy to, to get his his comeback right i got you, you know? it does relate to wrestling i could totally see that and the, and they do explain why he doesn't he doesn't it's not gonna fight. make you watch wrestling no, it's storytelling more, it's storytelling <laughs> yeah i can see it they do explain why he doesn't fight he says that i felt the sickness and it overcame yeah. me and i couldn't oh. like move so oh, I should. I from the that. quickening yeah Okay. Because yeah. when you're around another immortal, apparently you just get sick to your stomach. Well, I, I think, I mean, see, there's... A, there's well, there's maybe a, it's because he wasn't trained, so he didn't know I, how to I take also that think, feeling. I also think it may, yeah, it might have been that, but it also might have been, like, he wasn't, he hadn't died yet. Yeah. Mm-mm. Like, I don't know when your immortalness comes into effect. I know the series, I, can't, I mean, I, 
I know the series deals with all these weird, like, oh, what ex- ifs. Is that Would that explain why he doesn't get to the point to stop aging until after he dies then? That's What's that? When, yes, that's when he died. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so he ages his whole life until he dies the first time, and then he's immortal stuck in that. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine that's how it worked. It was like mm-hmm. Interview with a Vampire or something like that. Yeah. But then it one, makes me wonder, I can't remember if there was an episode of Highlander where like one of the immortals was a kid or something. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that him coming back to life, you know, was kind of, that was also kind of jarring for me. Like, I didn't even catch it. Honestly. Like, he just walks in the door and yeah. Like, yeah, he walks it's like into everybody a pub. accepts that he's, they must have already accepted it. They did not accept it at all. No, but no. I mean, like, they accepted it in the sense that, like, it seemed like they all knew about it already when yeah. you come yeah. into that scene. It, it was, very, it was very jarring because the last scene is him dying, like, gray and shit, and then also he just strolls into a pub. Yeah. Like, but the see, he also happened. should have learned a very valuable lesson, which he didn't learn. What's that? It, which, you know, Sean Connor is trying to teach him. Don't trust the ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that true. Because that lady turned on him real quick. Yeah, Cat devil! She sucked. Kill him! She was horrible. Mm-hmm. I hated her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was terrible. But then he met that real nice girl. Yep. Out oh, in the middle yeah. of nowhere. What's her name? Heather. 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 I loved Heather. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with Heather. Heather. I had no problem with her. I thought yeah, I, 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 I didn't think she was like you know I, she she wasn't a knock me out of my seat actress like no, or no. character. She was a knock me out of my a, seat looker. Yeah, she was, but she was just. I think she was like the perfect balance for him during those scenes. Yeah. Well, well, well it's not okay. It's not hard to play off a brick wall. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Maybe it's harder. I don't know. Like Chris, I'll be honest. If if we can just get into to. to one of my least favorite things about this movie is fucking Christopher Lambert. If I if I have to throw it out there, yeah, I mean his his acting is um, it's it, like how they surrounded every him around like everybody with more charisma than him, and then the years that he's supposed to be the guy that you like, and it's like I'm I'm rooting for Kurgan the whole time. <laughs> it should yeah, be noted kind of boring that I think uh, from what I heard, uh, Christopher Lambert didn't speak like very good English. Yeah, like he was kind of reading the scripts. Yeah, I think and not knowing really what he was saying. He mm. when they hired him, they the the production team didn't even have any clue that he spoke like no English. So he just had to do what little he could. Which learn is funny along because the there's actually this <laughs> theory because he, he he has a Scottish accent. Like it dips in and out. His Scottish accent dips in and out. And yeah. then it turns into a definitely not French accent. Yeah. <laughs> but like something, <laughs> yeah. right? And some people have, I guess, made the theory that when the cop is like, where are you from? And he's like, a lot of places. <laughs> that like, he's like, that this is some kind of combination of all the places he's been in his, like, whatever, 400 years of life yeah. that, that a, have made some weird. That like, was a really good impression, by yeah. the way. That was spot on. That <laughs> was really definitely was. spot on. A lot of places. I, I want to say, me and my brother used to do uh, Christopher Lambert uh, impressions all the time. His voice <laughs> used to crack us up. Up, especially in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Enough. Yeah, <laughs> I do want to go back to where we were just at real quick because this is one of like the scenes in the film that I felt the strongest about was the the relationship that he developed with his wife. The advice that Sean Connery was giving him, like, don't get attached because you're good, they're going to die and you're going to have to leave them. It's going to be stay with you forever, pretty much. And the fact that he chooses to stay with her because I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought he was going to leave her. You know, and and follow his advice, but he stays with her, and they show you show that relationship kind of play out over like a montagey kind of scene, you know, a couple of scenes. Once yeah, to live with that Queen forever. song, and I'm not gonna lie, I got a little choked up when she was dying. I felt really sad about. I that. did too. It, yeah. it was very powerful. It was yeah. absolutely powerful. And, and the thing she asked me, she's like, "Why did you stay with me? Like you knew this was gonna happen to me, you know?" And basically, he was in love with her, and like, and she died in his arms, which was I, you know, could be sound corny but like the way they build it up like i'm like damn plus I you, feel got, plus sorry. you got you got queen you got freddie mercury back yeah exactly that that's up, what so. i was gonna say <laughs> i mean that's true that's true just power behind anything freddie mercury's and the poor girl died at the ripe old age of 35 <laughs> with gray hair I said. that is ex- being, we were sitting there like <laughs> i said that is the best looking 80 year old i have ever seen they didn't even make it i look, know i was like i was 40. like i was like how is this possible like like exorcist the aging tech the that the aging techniques were yeah. fantastic this know, one's like ah just slap some gray hair but that's a that's another thing that i have a gripe about uh, is i think i know where you're going whoever whoever did the makeup effects on this and they had a budget 
I like they yeah. had a budget, so you can't blame the budget on it. Should be slapped in the fucking face. <laughs> if I want to track William Butler. I'm gonna uh, die. <laughs> no, it's not okay. him. I want to track this person down though and slap them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Maybe it's the the whole time we're watching it. Chris is like, it's the fucking Blu-ray. This is why you don't watch movies from the '80s on Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> Because it, you might be right, it's nothing, true. Nothing was blended on like. I so, think they were banking on the film factor and mm-hmm. like the contrast well, of all that. Think about it like, this way: they wouldn't, they didn't have any other factors. No, I know video <laughs> was shit. Yeah. Like they're like know. it's either this, the best we can get, which yeah. is thirty-five millimeter. Yeah, maybe it, IMAX. I don't know. It looked like thirty-five. Yeah, not good. even yet. No. Okay. It looked like I'm fucking sh- Halloween makeup. I, I that was you buy. shocked by that for <laughs> sure. I was like, God damn! When you, especially when you pointed it out, and then like. And then, like, the wire work in here, like, I, you could see all the wires. Yeah, yeah no, but Kurgan's <laughs> neck was just not <laughs> blended whatsoever. Oh, my makeup. God, it was, like, peeling off. Yeah, and his fucking bald cap was peeling <laughs> off. And it's like, here you go, you got this badass character, and I'm, like, so into him, and then I just, like, can't even focus because I'm looking at the fucking fried chicken on his neck. <laughs> safety pin to his neck. Yeah, safety yeah. pin to his neck. That Because no. oh, it looked so... F- oh, God, it was yeah. just so bad. I think that's a good segue, too. Let's talk about Clancy Brown. and uh, Clancy Brown. Oh, and Kurgan? Fantastic actor. Kurgan. Kurgan is, like... Kurgan, to me, stole the show. Yeah. I don't understand... Like, watching this now, I just don't understand how, like, Christopher Lambert came out of this, the, 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 the shining turd. Like how he came out, <laughs> the like, shining turd. Like, I, mean, I, I really don't, dude, because like, Has he especially really? the, the when he's uh, in the uh, Kurgan's in the car with um, the sword lady, yeah, the forensic, and, uh-huh. and he's just driving, and he keeps like covering his eyes and like going crazy because he can't die. So yeah. what? What does it matter if he gets in a oh car wreck? Gosh. And she's like screaming the whole time. One of the best scenes in the whole movie. Oh, I'll definitely agree that. He steals every scene he's in. Every scene. Every scene the church he's in, scene is. I'm like, I can't stop looking at this uh, dude's face because he's so interesting the looking. Chur- like, that church scene was fucking. Yes. Yeah. That was really intense. And like the way he, he played it and like he was making me feel uncomfortable, let alone all the people that are in the yeah. church with him. Like if we're going to favorite scenes, that's mine right there. I'd probably, I'd, I would probably agree with yeah. that too. It's, 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 it's scary. It's deep. It's acted. Beautifully, oh, like that, it's a great fucking when the, moment when the when the nuns come by. And he's like, ah, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh, like, like oh my and he yeah, looks the it. priest's hand and yeah. stuff. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, he did so many creep out moments in that. You're just like, what? but he's. I mean, yeah, he's even good when he kills Sean Connery, though. Like that whole thing oh, is good scene. too. That yeah. whole scene, dude, where the building's just falling down dude, around them. That's, cool that shit. seems that that scene was a little silly for me. No, can uh, I just say? I want to say this because I was saying this to, to Kyle when we were watching, and I was like, that's the Kurgan's fighting style, is that he doesn't necessarily attack you, but he attacks all your surroundings <laughs> and destroys everything. <laughs> like, even at the Silver Cup Studios, he's, like, destroying the yeah. fucking sign. Like, we destroy everything. So true. Everything comes down with me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, because he has, like, well, that's the, uh, that's what I, I think it's almost, I hope it was in there by choice is what I'm hoping, because uh-huh. he has no fear of dying, so if it does fall on him or falls on another or more what does it matter yeah exactly because well it could fall on him and they could cut his head off but he's the strongest one he's yeah he's pretty get- strong he's throwing people and he's lifting people up with swords and shit i mean i i, I get it but i can't imagine if a bunch of rocks fell on the kurgan he'd be like i'll just you know brush him off like <laughs> here's no- something that's never said too that I, I i i am just saying it happens okay because i truly want to believe it and this is like, so I figured Kurgan's kind of like the oldest one. No. No? He's not nearly as old as uh, Ramirez was. Yeah, Ramirez was, was he, like he dated back to the- thousand something years he was old. He like dated back to like Hold BC, on. I thought, right? Yeah. We got yeah. it right here. We got was it right here. Was he the here. oldest? He is an Egyptian immortal born uh, in uh, eight- so he was born in Who, Ramirez. Eight, yeah, eight hundred ninety six okay. BC. Right, okay. and then Kurgan. So he's over two thousand, like twenty seven hundred years old. Yeah, Kurgan was in the tenth century BC. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Tenth century BC. Yeah. Oh, so he was maybe the oldest. Tenth century. Tenth century. Eight? That's ten- the tenth century BC started the first day of one thousand BC and ended uh, ended the older. last day of nine hundred one BC. He's older. He's, he's older. older as fuck. He's, he's the so oldest one. That's why I figured he was the strongest because yeah. he had, uh, in my mind, he had killed the most 
immortals. So that's what I thought the quickening was when they have the orgasm at the end is they're getting their power. <laughs> yeah. They yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, absolutely yeah. are. Yes. So that's what I, I, I took it as. Mm-hmm. And that's why like everyone's like so afraid of him. I love and- the Kurgan's look. Punk rock, dude. It's like, so awesome. It's, it's fucking badass punk rock band. It's kind of bikery looking. Yeah. It's, it's sweet. Even when he's like putting his fucking sword together in the hotel room and then like yeah. swinging it around and that the hooker kinda- walks in, Cherry. <laughs> I, I'm surprised that sword held up to anything with the way that it was put together. <laughs> right? It's so weak. It just, just slides together halfway up the blade. Like, it's snaps that, in. It's definitely not something that I would think is like a stable weapon. No, no. I don't you don't think want it... snap-on Why Lego do you, you don't want snap-on style. blades. <laughs> Why do you want a sword that long? I mean, it's hard <laughs> enough to swing. <laughs> not for him. He's yeah. fucking strong as fuck. Yeah, yeah dude. He's, he's a huge ass dude. dude. Him next to Christopher Lambert, he looked like a huge ass dude. I just love that actor in general i've always loved that actor fantastic and, yep. and yeah even though he's i think he's mostly been a bit of a character actor yeah. his whole career but he's fucking solid he's Dude, always it, solid when he steals the when he steals the car and the old ladies in the car and then like it comes around the corner and she's just on the hood yeah. <laughs> oh my god i laughed so hard dude it's just like he has... i just love how it's just driving down the street with the roof peeled up yeah. halfway like a fucking can i but... did have comedic moments which is kind of weird like it, they were very like like here and there but like there were you know like you pee your kilt like they make that whole joke like they did yeah. try to interject some humor into this film that, well even with the um even with the cop when he was being when oh. he's being interrogated yeah. like and the other the old cop is like cracking jokes the whole time I love that scene because he just punches a bunch of cops <laughs> and they're like everybody just calm down yeah, right no. and it's just like <laughs> and he's like am I being what well, happened to the 80s what, you what just fucking punch in? a cop yeah. <laughs> he's like and he's, he's like am I being arrested and they're like no and he, he just, just walks, walks out. out yeah he just yeah. walks out yeah. after he punched a cop yeah well I you know I, I was kind of like antique dealer but then Cody and I talked about it and it makes sense because I mean he lived through all these times yeah. he could easily that, collect all this stuff yeah that I imagine Imagine, I, you That's know definitely a good Here's another thing, too. Him. I want to say that in the series, that was a common job that a lot of uh, immortals had. Really? Oh. Well, yeah, was okay. because they got to collect all these things over the years. So they knew. They were like, look, you know, if I, if I hold on to this sword for 400 years, I'm going to be able to sell this thing for... Yeah, a hundred thousand dollars. Totally. You yeah. know, like don't that explain, ever. That explains why he has like so much money too. Yeah. And plus, oh, yeah. if you live for so long, wouldn't you be collecting like little trophies here and there? I, I would. Th- I'd like to. Think I would so. take like yeah. little memories, little yeah, trinkets. Absolutely. And then you know they they only appreciate in value. And pretty soon you get a circular couch. Go. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. couch is that is yeah. an orgy couch. That's an that orgy room. Straight it definitely up orgy is. couch. It's a bed couch. <laughs> it's a bed couch for um, five. <laughs> More than that, dude. That thing could fit like twenty five people. <laughs> it's huge. Going back to the comedy element too is there is a whole comedy scene in this movie where uh, he's wasted off his ass and he's having the duel. Oh right. Oh, After that scene was friend. so. That yeah. scene was really fucking funny. That scene is actually really funny. Yeah, he just keeps getting he just shot. Keeps getting, he, he keeps getting up, getting stabbed. Is like, all right, I'm just gonna leave yeah. now. Then he shoot the guy shoots the assistant. Yeah, I, he shoots the I assistant. never. I didn't understand that one though. Why did he shoot the assistant? He, he was probably frustrated. Yeah, he was and, annoyed. And, yeah. So I'm killing somebody today. Yeah. Yep, you gotta do that. You gotta take somebody out. That was a really funny, well, well done scene. I also like the scene where he goes underwater, and he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Fighting, he's like, he's like swinging. It's, yeah, and then, and he the, talk, then he talks about how he can breathe, which didn't make any sense. I'm like, oh, yeah. he has gills now too. Like, huh? Okay, sorry. Have you never sense. seen Waterworld? It's possible. Yeah, because he has gills. <laughs> yeah. He has gills, Cody. He's just drowning constantly, but he can't die. So yeah. I guess I'd be happy there, if Wolverine was underwater. I do. I do remember an episode of the series where um his. It's not like they're not related. His name is Duncan McLeod, but they're not from the same McLeod. Like it's fucking weird. They're not related in any way. Anyways, he gets trapped in a cage, and he just keeps kicking it over and over and over again. And then I I, I want to say that somebody says like, "What what do you hope to do?" He's like, "I have all these years to kick this cage. It'll eventually." He's like, "You can just keep dying, and you'll come back to life. Right. Like you can die of starvation and then come back to life. Apparently, or some bullshit. And be not hungry." I guess so. They that that whole series with a had full to, stomach. Yeah, come, back, say, come back with a fucking Thanksgiving dinner in your belly. This movie, <laughs> with regard to its sequels, it, it 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 built such a weird, unexplained mythos. Right. All the other series were doomed afterwards to try to explain all of right, this shit. Right. 
Yeah. Well, it's because I wasn't. I don't feel like it was. It wasn't designed from the get go to create a mythos. I feel like it was like this is a cool idea, a cool story, and they filmed it and made it in such a way that it's just this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, "Well, everybody's got to have sequels and franchises and all this bullshit." So that just gets so fucked up trying to add logic to something that was clearly already defined. Yeah, yeah I feel like it should work better as a television series. Like it because you can it lasted it, like it, seven it definitely seasons. Yeah, I think it worked. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I mean I syndicated. I, I, I don't remember. But... I don't remember ever seeing an episode that I thought, oh, I should keep watching this. It wasn't for your age group, probably. It was probably for a little bit older, I would imagine. Uh, I was 15 when that came out. That's the reason why I thought it was a show. I bet you if I watched the series now, I'd be like, this is this is stupid. I just remember, no, being I know, so but at slow. the time, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think it was definitely for 15 year olds. All right, well, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Highlander, maybe the series, because that's what we've been talking about. Yeah, right. (laughs) Nuns. No sense of humor. Ramirez's blade did not cut deeply enough. You was right about you. You were slime. Ramirez was an effete snob. He died on his knees. I took his head and raped his woman before his blood was even cold. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back. We're talking about Highlander. Want to get into some of the more into the story aspects and talk more about the technical stuff. The we're technical. talking about Highlander. <laughs> He's from the Highlands. He's from the Highlands. Yeah, no, what do you guys think makes not this, the Lowlands? What do you guys think makes this movie a cult film? Uh, there can be only one. I think because it's just such a weird. <laughs> Is it just that line? <laughs> Maybe. I think it's just because it's such a weird combination of fantasy, sci-fi, and like swordplay, and like and it's silhouetted such a tits. Weird, yeah, and, and silhouetted breasts. But you can find that <laughs> in a lot of eighties action films. But. <laughs> I think it is a lot of those a lot of those combinations that just kind of made it, and it wasn't a popular film when it came out, but it became popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think all, it's elsewhere, probably, I think but it's, in spawned an entire franchise. It's yeah. probably an underdog movie. I think they mixed modern um, action with like you know fantasy, and and mm-hmm. like the mix the mix of the eighties with you know uh, you know fantasy element and like the past. They, I think it just did th- have it like an offbeat feel to it. But like was awesome because the action, like they're decapitating people, and it's like the way they shoot it is actually pretty cool. Like, yeah, and and you know, I, speaking from just like my experience growing growing up and talking to have other friends that are into films and, and knowing a lot of people who are like way into like the Highlander stuff, even a, even even like as a kid, I always remember anybody that was telling me that I needed to see this movie was just so impassioned by the fact that I needed to see the movie, like. Like, I've never met somebody who was like, oh, yeah, you know, I guess you can check it out. It's always been, oh, no, you have to watch this fucking movie. It's amazing. And that's like a sign of a great cult film. It's weird. It does have like a Star Trek-esque kind of following in a way. Like, Yeah, a little bit. There's like like Highlander nerds who are like really into this like... Sword and sorcery world. No, like really into like this guy lived then and then he lived here and then... You oh, know, yeah. They, and like know all the fucking backstories of every character, know every which one and... There are people who are really into it. I agree. So I think that's <laughs> kind of what makes it. A, can you guys not have your own fucking conversation? <laughs> the show, what are you guys doing over there? Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's kind of what I think makes it a, a, a cult film. Who had the coolest sword? Oh, who had the coolest sword? Well, wasn't there like really only two? Hell no. no. no the the McLeod Claymore is pretty sick. Like it's the big. The big crossbar I didn't like that with the McLeod name on it. I didn't I like that. that. I'm right there with you. I didn't like that. I thought that was. I thought that was, it was just. Ter- it was too. It, it was too much. It was too much. It didn't look like a weapon that I could wield. It was something that I like used at ceremonies. I preferred the weapon he got from Sean Connery, the, which, yeah, which the was the, the katana that was that was folded two hundred times or whatever the fuck. Like I thought that thing was awesome and it had like a really weird ornate fucking hil- handle on it and shit. The dragon handle. They sell those like they used to sell those in the knife shop. Oh, really? In the mall. Like, there oh, was always yeah. at least one Highlander sword. I re- yes, yes, I remember. I, <laughs> yeah. lo- I used to love the knife shop. I used to go stare at the samurai swords. Yeah. No one ever bought anything. <laughs> no, no. I don't think I ever saw a purchase happen. <laughs> I've always stores. seen, like, no, because it's like the knife store is there and then it's gone. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then another one just pops up in its place. I think, yeah, I just think I remember almost buying something from the knife store, and the guy showed it to me, and I looked at it, <laughs> and then I asked what the price was, and it was something ridiculous for, for a very small knife, and I'm like, I'll just put that down and leave That's now. all everybody ever did. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's so cool. How oh. much is it? Oh, that's fucking stupid. I'm surprised that that tiny knife is $200. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say one thing about, like- about one of the reasons why I do like the McLeod Claymore is that it, it, it is like kind of like, it is not ceremonial, but like a symbolic weapon. Like that scene where when his wife finally passes away after 35 years um, <laughs> and he just leaves the sword there. The fact that it has his name on it, it was kind of like the symbolic moment of kind of like, not only is he leaving his life behind, but he's leaving his whole identity behind. Yeah, he burns like the he's whole not, thing down, and, for Christ's sake. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's over, and he leaves that, and that's the last vision you see is like that sword with his name on it being <laughs> left there. And then 15 minutes later, uh, a peasant came along and uh, pawned, just pawned, pawned that sword for yeah. uh, for some bread. Pretty the Kurgan was just like, I could sell this. I <laughs> never actually, rem- I don't really remember what any of the swords look like, but I do remember Sean Connery's because it coordinated with his outfit. <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't coordinate it was at the all. Same sword. It was a ja- same it was sword. A, it was a, yeah. It was a wasn't Japanese like samurai. A, wasn't was it like a like red, a, like a reddish pink color too. No, it was a no, white, white. It was the it was same sword that he, the Halen. I think you're thinking of the backflip dude sword. Yeah, that guy. Uh, had I a cool remember. Sword I thought too. I remember Rapier. Connery having a pink sword. Maybe it was just the reflection of his pink outfit. Probably. <laughs> probably that. It was probably that. So we're watching the movie, right? And it's the it's the scene where uh, McCloud finally gets one up on 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 Sean Connery and and he throws his sword off the side of a cliff. Oh. And Chris goes, he leans over to me and goes, "Do you think they were really out on that cliff?" <laughs> I'm like, Sean Connery's ass was not out on a fucking <laughs> mountain cliff, like <laughs> sword a rock fighting. balancing on a smaller yeah. rock. This is so funny because this is like the same discussion that that we had on Kroll that I brought up. It was like the scene where he's scaling the peaks, and <laughs> right, it's like yeah. it's like I'm like looking at it like. I w- if he slips, does he die? <laughs> Is that how this was shot? Was yeah. he just he just he's just out there on the side of a mountain? I do want to know where how they got the sword back. Like I, I yeah, because he's like, see Sean Connery's watching it. Like maybe he just jumps. Like he's really he watching. Just it, like, jumps after it. I can imagine <laughs> I'll be him fine watching the sword fl- fl- fall through the air. And then him just saying to like McLeod, just like you better hope that lands somewhere. In that- oh, that better not land in the. <coughs> that better not land in the water. Like I imagine that he was so angry that he like launched it that over whole- a cliff. I want to since we since we kind of brought up the one upping Sean Connery and the whole training montage. There were some scenes in it that I felt, um, I don't know. A little uncomfortable or weird. Does anybody <laughs> else feel that? Like a little, there was a little too man lovish. There was a strange bond between the two of them <laughs> that I felt ran deeper than the immortal. <laughs> I don't know. There's like a there's one scene where they're 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 like I don't know if they're if they were fighting or whatever in the woods and McCloud gets thrown down and Sean Connery like goes to like help him up and it looks like they're going in for a hug and stuff and it's like he, <laughs> it just looked like they're like gonna spooning. they're about to spoon and embrace on this hillside or something. I do think I mean <laughs> I, I agree. There are moments where especially when McCloud does beat Ramirez for the first time. There is this weird moment where I guess Ramirez is like, is he going to kill me? And I was like, are they going to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I imagine that they were trying to make the connection that this was... McLeod had lost his entire family. Mm-hmm. They had they had, they had cast him away. And I guess this was the first... This guy was calling him brother. I mean, this is... He's, he's basically inducted into a new clan, mm-hmm. which is this clan of immortals. Mm-hmm. And then this becomes his new... Family, so to speak. Yeah, like that's, as, as that, that's a clan. Time. I, that's a clan I want to join. The one that's just out to fucking kill you yeah, all the time. You never yeah. know when you always got to watch your back. Yeah, that no seemed shit. to really only be <laughs> like the the Kurgan. And, Not true. And that other guy that does backflips. No, I think they just. I, I don't think they're they're actively out seeking each other out because some are. It, it, some well, are. Yeah, the Kurgan. No, no, no. no others are. They, they basically have to fight to the end. Oh, and. Well, it seemed like there's some of them that had kind of like a camaraderie. There is yeah, actually there is. one series uh, episode of this. I hate to go back to the series, but they, they have to explain <laughs> all this bullshit, right? <laughs> so there's one episode where there is a guy that was like a monk and he lived on Holy Land. And like his whole thing was, I don't want to play p- play this game. Hmm. Like I have no interest in killing my right. fellow immortals. 
And it's like, well, what are you going to do? I'm going to wait here, and I'm going to see. He's just going to wait it out. And that's his tactic. Right, but you, as you remember, <laughs> you can't. Himself. You can't. You can't fight on Holy Land. Yeah, yeah. So I that's remember. why he was a monk. Was just like, I'm safe here. I basically can just wait this whole fucking thing out. Damn. But why people. Did everybody were, do but that? a lot of them called him a coward for the same reason. Like you're mm-hmm. a coward, you're just sitting there, fucking not in there. Well, that's enough about the show. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, let's, we're done with the series. Let's. I would like to get into uh, the the main scene of the director's edition. Oh yeah, the additional, the additional, the additional two minutes. scene, right? So in the a- theatrical version, he has that assistant. Well, in both both versions, versions. both versions, uh, he has the assistant, and, and she's the only one that really knows he's an immortal, and she understands all this stuff. And in this director's cut, uh, they actually do explain it. Yeah. So in the original version, it's kind of yeah, this never gets explained, to and you're kind of left wondering <laughs> yeah. who is this woman? Why does she know these things? Why do they have this bond? You get you get the idea that there's a bond. You understand that 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 maybe they're all she's her his lifelong mm-hmm. uh, uh, assistant. Because part, like, part of why? me thought, part of me initially thought like, oh, is she immortal too or something? Like, why are they why are they friends? Ladies can't other? be immortal, Kyle. Oh God, you can't. You're right. Is it's, that true? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> they don't anyway, show one going. in the movie. I'm just going to say that they don't show in a moral. But they do explain, the and they show it, and, and it's because the girl was what I assume was a little Jewish girl. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, because why is she running away from uh, Nazis? She, didn't she have a British accent? She did have yeah. a British accent. Doesn't mean she wasn't Jew- Jewish. I don't, I don't know. I think though. she might. I don't know. Yeah, that that will makes the mo- it makes the most sense for it her makes to the be most be sense in in the context of the history. They're being chased by a Nazi. Captain, yeah. whatever the fuck well, he they're, was. They're, they're in, they're in Nazi occupied something. Right, right. And this girl's running away. Obviously, this captain is chasing this little girl for whatever reason. And then comes across McLeod, and then McLeod basically takes bullets for her mm-hmm. and kills this Nazi captain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this becomes his lifelong companion. Mm-hmm. The creepy thing of fucking about it <laughs> <laughs> is you get a real sense they fucked. <laughs> yeah. There, that doesn't seem. Yeah, he, Am I, I'm he, not the he, only one that ra- thought this. No, he raises her like her his daughter essentially. I, I got imagine. yeah. That's how that's how I I got the sense that he did not because he was still heartbroken about his wife. Like he, so from what oh. I what I get from he, this, like, kissed her. Yeah, yeah there, there 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 was a, there were some weird moments weird between. Kissing. But yeah. what I get from this <laughs> what I get from this movie is up until the forensic lady, McLeod has has not loved or I, tried to love. No, because. Be- yeah, yeah that's, L- lust yeah. and love are different. Wait, wait, things. wait, wait. <laughs> uh, now you're right. I mean, it, it's possible yeah, up until this. But lady. I really don't think that happened. But I mean, there's there's a, there's an obvious fondness there. But they do kiss. But no, that's why he says. That's why he says to her like when he's walking away. He's like, you oh, you've always been like a romantic because it's like you've always been romantic towards me, but I've never been accepting of it. Is how I took it. I took it as I mean, they probably fucked, <laughs> but he probably was like, look, I am an immortal. <laughs> and you know, I, I, you know, I can't. He was probably pulling the whole Ramirez, you know, uh, stick good on line, her. dude. Yeah. I'm gonna start using that. <laughs> like, I'm gonna start using forever. that at the bar. Listen, we can't, uh, girl. I, I'd love to be with you, but if we were, you die. I would die. live forever. I can't, do it. I can't yeah. do that to myself. Yeah, we can make it out real quick. <laughs> I'm just but. not ready for a relationship this year, or really the next hundred. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like this century, but it's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird scene. Um, but yeah. it is the thing that many people say really kind of ties the film together. That if you watch the theatrical, yeah. a lot of this shit doesn't make any fucking and, and, sense. And, and, and I, granted, I've never seen the theatrical version, but seeing this version with that scene in there, I did appreciate that backstory because yeah, it, it did it did satisfy some of my curiosity. I'm like, why the fuck is she so special? And There's it was a few like, others too, and it made it made it more cool. It wasn't just like some woman that he. Just randomly met was like you're cool. I'm gonna tell you everything. It was somebody that he saved in you know she's been his companion. I liked that. I thought that was yeah, cool. Although I it did agree. have a creepy element, a slight creepy element yeah, to bit. it, but that's okay. Uh, There's also a few other ones like the 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 battle scenes we were talking about that were intercut with the wrestling scenes. Yes, that was added. Um, there's a few other. There's okay. just a lot of lot more backstory. So there's a lot, there's a lot more... of there's a lot of connecting the dots. Yeah, and then. A guy doing more backflips than normal. Because let's be honest, even the director's cut, yeah, and a lot, 100% more backflips. Um, <laughs> the backflipping edition. <laughs> even the director's cut does not really give, I mean, it gives enough backstory to figure it out, but it is pretty, it's a slow, slow reveal. And even then, you don't really get everything. You don't get the, like we said, we don't get the whole mythos mm-hmm. of this. I appreciated those those little extra bits. If they weren't there, imagine it. I yeah. mean, I gotta 
I oh, mean, yeah. I, I didn't see the other version, but I did read up on what they were, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm glad that was in there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the technical stuff because I thought that was a uh, shining star. Uh, number one, the cinematography is it's great. It's it's great. The lighting is so good. That's why I think they use so much water in this movie was because a lot of the lighting effects and like making the city look a little bit brighter than me because it was always like one hard ass light way down a fucking alley. Yeah, yeah. you really Coming get through to a see, door window. Like, you really yeah. get to see the light cascade off of every crevice yep. of. Christopher Lambent's brow. Oh, like it's just <laughs> yes, you're so right. Like he really does look Cro Magnum in, cer- in a certain light. <laughs> what were with those bangs? <laughs> what bangs? The split bangs. The split bangs. Yeah, the yeah. bangs. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> they were terrible. That and uh, like, if I had to get into costuming, everybody else had a great costume, but him. Yeah, no, his yeah. his his quote unquote street clothes were. Yeah, just a that, fucking there, there jeans, was... white tennies, and a, and a fucking suede jacket. <laughs> Trying to blend he, in. For yeah, for for being alive for uh, three thousand years, he hasn't quite figured out that blending in thing, <laughs> has he? No, it was. It was. I'm gonna look like someone's fucking dad from yeah. the Midwest. Yeah, <laughs> in the middle of New York, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. The, the, actually, the director comes from the music video world, so um, he shot a, a couple videos. Total Eclipse of the Heart, that weird yeah. ass music uh, video. Yeah, he he shot that. Yeah. So yeah. weird. He did. I think he did a Queen video. Um, a couple other things, but you can tell it. Like he was, he was doing Ronin shots before Ronin happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, like definitely. That, like that steady. Like basically, what's the new Steadicam? Um, he was and. It was awesome. Like I actually felt like it made this film feel so much bigger. He, did, he used it a lot with Kurgan. Yeah, yeah. Totally. He used it a lot in, in Kurgan scenes. Um, I thought the effects were like definitely like applaudable. To, like because you know the the explosions and stuff yeah. all looked really good. Um, not the, the makeup wrecks, effects. All not the, the makeup, wrecks. but the the visual effects. Yeah, not the makeup effects. The visual. I effects. will say though, the ending too. We're talking about the uh, uh, the final quickening. Yeah. Which they would end up using those same effects in Gremlins to the new batch. <laughs> <laughs> those are a little... with the electric Gremlin. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. that was the same I, one. I was kind of confused by that one too because uh, it was like, why are they demons? He's like, I didn't understand that either. Yeah. I didn't get why they, they were just demons. Trying to throw some animation shit in here or something. They like, definitely, yeah. I guess they decided this would be cool, but. Um, also, a, we're, we're, a cool thing could I they read, be all the souls of all the people they've killed leaving him? So now he's no longer immortal. I mean, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. I guess they're like attacking no, but he's him still, and shit. But, no, no, no. The prize is is he can live forever if he wants to, but if he chooses to die, and and die, he can. That's the the prize is mortality. He can choose to die. No, I took it as that the prize was for a split second he got to see the visage the visage of God, like. He says it while he's being and God in that look, thing. He says, um, "God looks like demons." No, no, no but <laughs> I mean, maybe I, I have no idea. But he does say he says, "I, I, I see it all, or I know it all, or something well, like yeah, that." Well, because yeah, you get the no, because that's part of the prize too. Is you get like all the knowledge. You yeah. get all the knowledge, and he talks about on that that weird car ride, his his cross country trip to Scotland. Um, <laughs> he talks about how he's like, "I can use this power to to communicate." Uh, what one scientist is trying to say to another scientist, mm. and uh, I can make the world a better place, and finally I can have kids too. Yeah. Mm. Um, and this all becomes relevant in part two. Uh, okay. Which is unfortunate. Oh damn. <laughs> well, I lo- the, no, I guess I've read this. I'm not sure if it's 100 percent true, but they hooked up some kind of shit to the swords, like to like car batteries, so that when they hit, oh, like, that, it actually awesome. sparked. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. That's awesome. I was like, that's fucking sweet. A lot of those cool the practical set, effects. A lot of those, the set pieces were set up to spark too, because like you would notice like I think that's also why Kurgan would knock so much shit over. Yeah. Was to like hit like they would hit especially in the final the studio battle, they would hit like one of the the I don't want to say stanchions, but one of the cross beams. Yeah, yeah. That was holding it up and that would you'd see the spark come out of the back of Damn. it. And that's a cool scene too because Silver Cup Studios. I mean, like when I like in New York, Silver Cup is a pretty recognized. Yeah, that's a pretty recognized sign. You can see it from like the you know like when you're you're taking the train into like Manhattan and from like Queens. I know that because that's right. that's where I used to take it. I always see Silver Cup. Yeah, um, it's kind of like it's it, it's not like a Hollywood sign, but it, they they kind of did get the same effect from it a little bit. Yeah, to take to ta- have that battle up on that scene. I thought that was kind of cool. I wonder if that was recreated in a studio. I w- and not shot. I on can't that imagine. It looked like it was. Yeah, it looked like it was. I wonder a, if it was recreated stage. in Silver Cup. Studio. That's yeah, <laughs> but that 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 silhouette sword fight at the end too is pretty badass. Yeah, 
Yeah. That that whole ending, the ending of this movie is fucking phenomenal. It's really that good. Fi- that sword fight goes on for a long time, and it's a good sword fight. Mm-hmm. It's not like some bullshit sword fight yeah. where it's like you could tell the two guys don't really know what the fuck they're doing. Right. Like it's kind of like a it's kind of like a Luke Skywalker Darth Vader. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I'm sure they had stunt guys and like acrobats oh, that sure. they're doing that yeah. shit. Like I don't know. I don't know if Clancy Brown's swinging around that that well. <laughs> He's a big dude. He's a big fucking dude in this <laughs> movie, dude. But it looked like he that could... was awesome, dude. I, I didn't expect it. Like honestly, like this this film took a lot of turns and like showed me a lot more than I thought I was gonna get from Highlander. Show oh well that Ooh. sounds like you're ready for a review. With that being said, what are we gonna rate this mammer jammer? Mike? We already talked about it. Backflips, right? I think it how has to be backflips. How we, what do you mean? How, how, how are you going to do it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's start with Kyle. Kyle, how many backflips are you going to give Highlander tonight? Um, I'm going to give Highlander probably three backflips. Um, as we talked about on the show, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that um, I feel like the movie did pretty well, and um, it was entertaining. There is a huge thing that I disliked about the film which was it was the flashbacks and I didn't dislike the flashbacks for what they were but I disliked the way that they seemingly ran the the, the cut back to them was was random and a little jarring um, because it would just a flashback would just happen at the drop of a hat all of a sudden you're in you know 15th century Scotland and then all of a sudden somebody says one line and all of a sudden you're back in New York City and I I get that they're trying to make correlations to his past, to his present, and stuff like that, but I felt it was a little jarring. Other than that, soundtrack fucking on point. I'm sorry, Queen? Yeah, you you win. You you won for that one. Um, I want to give this movie another watch just because I feel like maybe I didn't uh, appreciate it fully for what it was the first time through, so uh, I'm going to give it three for now, pending a further viewing of it, so... I'll go next. I'm going to give it first off. I got to piggyback off of you for a little bit here. We all know that I give movies ratings, you know, because they have if they have a theme song. Extra points. Extra mm-hmm. points. If they have a theme song. This one has fucking two. This one has two. The opening theme and yep. Who Wants to Live Forever, which is like one of the most touching fucking scenes as we talked about in the movie. It totally fits perfectly. So for that, I am going to give this... I'm going to give it three and a half. I'm going to give it three and a half. Uh, the the other ha- uh, st- star and a half comes from uh, the technical aspect of the movie. Um, the way it's shot, the way... Uh, I actually enjoyed the transitions of how they... they you, you know, you're looking at a fucking fish tank and the next thing you know, you're in a goddamn pond in the fucking, you know... Scotland, like is, the transitions were very, very cool. Uh, lighting's great. Um, then the other, I would, and I would say that that's uh, that's about a half. That's about the half. That's where you get the half. The other, the other star is because of Clancy Brown and because of Kurgan. That this that performance, I could watch this movie over and over again just because I have so much fun watching that character be a fucking bad guy. And he's to me, he's a really fun bad guy. He's like, no dude I would ever want to meet in a dark fucking alley. But it's fun to watch because you're like, this motherfucker's crazy. And like it's like he's rightfully crazy because he can't die, so he's just gonna lose his shit. It's fun. I don't know. So three and a half for me. Watch it. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's fun. It's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. Fun. Fun. So three and a half backflips for me. Let's go to Chris. Um I didn't know what I was getting into with Highlander at first. Um, obviously, I stated that I, I had a totally different impression of what the film was just based on artwork and all that. Um, so I went into it, and after watching Kroll, uh, I thought maybe <laughs> this would be another Kroll, so I wasn't too excited about it. But um, but yeah, once we got into it, I, I was surprised quite often in the film at, at how many scenes I thought were cool or awesome or touching or well shot or awesome locations or great effects. And, you know, like it just seemed to have, um, a little bit of everything and the pacing was pretty good. I mean, you know, there's a couple moments where it slows down, but, but overall, like I, I was interested cause it, cause of the flashbacks, um, and they did them creatively, uh, Clancy Brown, fucking awesome dude. Like I, every time I see that guy, like I, I forget about him. And then when he shows up, I'm like, yes, him. 
And him playing that character really sold, like, you know, uh, a big part of the movie for me. Uh, Christopher Lambert did all right. I'm not going to say he did horrible, but, like, it's his look, I think, that they were going for. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely recommend this to somebody. It just has, it just has so much uh, fun action mixed with fantasy, mixed with comedy, and even some, some drama. So um, Highlander, I'm going to give it a four. And the reason I'm going to give it a four is because I feel like our conversation was very, um, like we talked a lot about what we thought about the movie, what we thought it meant, like where it went, where it was going, like these certain, you know, scenes that really like said something or meant something or, you know, were exciting. And for, and for that, I, it has to be a good movie to some degree. The only thing I'll say negative about it is the, yeah, the Blu-ray, you can definitely see a lot of the wires and the, the bad makeup job, but, um. Yeah, that's about all I, the the terrible things I could say. <laughs> Mike, I am going to give this four backflips. Um, for a lot of the same reasons you guys said, obviously, like Kurgan can't say anything really bad about him. He's he's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal villain, and you know, as the diehard theory goes, like your your hero is only good as his villain. And I think they did a really good job with this one. Um, the only reason I would probably dock it. Things I'm docking it for, the mythos does bother me that not not a lot of things are explained, and the fact that we had to watch the director's cut to get a little bit better of a backstory on that in what two hours is this thing? Like it 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 still left me wanting like, well, how do you explain that he's breathing underwater? Well, how do you explain you know this this that and the other thing? Like, well, how do how do these whole immortal thing? Where do these guys come from? Kind of thing. Like a lot of that stuff doesn't get explained. I I understand that. You don't always have to explain stuff like that. But with so many rules guiding... Like, why can't they fight on Holy Land? Like, yeah. that's that's a rule we won't... We won't all, we'll all never break, you know? <laughs> why? Could he have done it? Like, could they have... Why does a Kurgan give a shit about rules? Like, again, I watched the series, so they explain all this shit, and there's so much of that in the later movies and the later series, and even an animated series, for fucking sake. Um that they try to explain all this shit that they didn't explain in the first one. And that, that, that to me, is, is a glaring uh, uh, negative on this film. But all the positives make up so much more for that. The fighting scenes are sick. Like, this movie is metal as fuck. <laughs> Especially that, that tower battle with him and Ramirez. Yeah. Just lightning everywhere. Yeah. Fucking rocks falling everywhere. Yeah. The end of it looks like, like the cover of some like relatively mediocre metal band <laughs> that just had a really good artist. You know, some dude yeah, just fucking that's like lancing. That's like eighties art. Lancing Sean Connery through the chest yep. <laughs> and then throwing his dead body off a thing. So yeah, four four backflips from me. Alright guys, that's our show for this week. We really appreciate you listening. Before we go, we did have a review. We said we were going to give a shout out. We did. So I'd like to do that real quick. This one's from the Den Archive, a long time listener. We really appreciate this review. It says, love the show. Great sound production as always. Fun to listen to. Look at that, Kyle. Thank you, thank you. You have great sound production. I know. I, <laughs> I love watching and talking uh, about movies and cult film. So getting to hear these dudes cover some of the films that you love or even suggestions for films you haven't seen yet is so much fun. We appreciate that. We try to have fun. I work from home and miss uh, goofing off with friends or coworkers, so I enjoy every Thursday morning just a little bit more because of this podcast. The best part is over time you get to know which podcaster you will agree with on some of your favorite films that no one else gets. It's or you laugh out loud with them, and you realize that funny-shaped Cody, Chris, Kyle, and Michael in your heart gets filled. <laughs> I love it. And you are a complete person, if only for an hour or, <laughs> or so once a week. Let these dudes fill your hole every week. You won't be sorry. <laughs> can or, we put that? <laughs> let these dudes can fill we, yeah, your can hole. Can we put that up on our like our Facebook like quotes like a tag like a like a quote. <laughs> Let these dudes fill your holes every week. The Den Archive. <laughs> yeah, right. Filling your holes since May 2016. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be sorry, or will you? Give it a listen, and you'll find out. Thank you, Den Archive. We really appreciate that. That means a, yeah, a lot to us. Oh, and uh, if you want, she, she, they, she sells some uh, 
Some some some, some arts work. Arts yeah. works, right? Yeah, she so does. Some art. <laughs> she does. Art, she's an art dealer of sort. Oh, what's the Chris? Do you know it off the top of your head? But she does video video and chill zine, which is like a coloring book, and uh, she also has a, a sweet ass Burbs poster that she's putting out too. Uh, you can go visit her at the Den Archive on Instagram to find out more information. Or video and chill zine. Yeah. On Instagram also. Yeah, if you just search it, you'll you can find, find it on it. our Instagram. We 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 posted yeah, we it do. on our Instagram, so you can go to our Instagram. You can find it, link it through there. Because we like her shit. Yep, and <laughs> and you can get, you can get it there. All right, guys, you can follow us on social media at cultfilm underscore review on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow us on Facebook. You can follow Kyle. At- you can follow me on Instagram at cultfilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris. Goldfilm underscore Chris on Instagram. And you can follow Mike. giving me more work to do. (laughs) You can follow me at Mike Salustio on Twitter. Everybody sounded so unexcited. I know. It's my favorite thing now. We're just too thrown off by it. It's my favorite thing now. It's like, like, uh, uh, how can I change change it up to piss them off? It's my new favorite thing. You don't need to change anything up. It just does it every time. (laughs) (laughs) And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram, guys. That's the show for this week. So just remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. See you next week.